Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Friday, April 14th, otherwise known as the final day of the NHL regular season, although it's really only the final day of the regular season because we have two makeup games from previously postponed games earlier this season. That's why there's games on this uh, Friday. Only two games, the final games of the regular season. We have Buffalo, Columbus, and Colorado, Nashville. Uh, taking place tonight. Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, our Friday guest, uh, Nate Rapensky, joining us once again uh, from balmy New York, just like it's uh, very, very mild here in uh, west of Toronto as well, in my area. Uh, it is uh, mid to high 80s in Fahrenheit today, just an incredible day. I uh, got the golf shirt and the shorts for the first time this uh, season, and man, it didn't come a moment too soon, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Jimmy Murphy will be along with us later in the show uh, as well, so uh, a great Friday show on tap. Uh, let's begin with a look back at uh, what was a massive Thursday night. A majority of the league, all but four teams, playing their final uh, regular season game last night. Uh, we're not really going to go through the results a ton, just more so how it, the bets ended up going uh, and, and how it uh, affected the playoff race in terms of the matchups. Uh, we saw Boston beat Montreal 5-4. What a wild back-and-forth game that was. Uh, that was a very, very impressive and entertaining game considering – really wasn't anything at stake for Boston. Uh, Montreal put up a great effort in their final game at home. Uh, a little scary moment with uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron uh, during that game as well. Uh, but it looks like uh, just precautionary in terms of holding him out. But uh, nevertheless, a great uh, uh, game that was actually. Very entertaining for uh, a game with nothing really to play for. Uh, Carolina with a much-needed boost of confidence. 6-4 over Florida. They beat the Panthers, and that clinches the Metropolitan Division for them. Uh, where now we know that they are going to play the New York Islanders uh, in the uh, first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay shuts out Detroit 5-0. The best bet uh, gets there with Braden Point to score a goal, plus 106. We said he needed one goal to get to 50. And I'm telling you what, the milestone bets, they didn't all hit. We won some, we lost some, but uh, there were a bunch that did come through in the end. We got William Nylander, who got his 40th goal. In a three to two victory over the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, he, we no, we noted that his goal prop was a good bet, thinking that hey, he needs one to get forty goals, and boy, you could tell he wanted forty goals. That guy shot the puck every time it was on a stick last night uh, against the Rangers. He had eight shot attempts in the first period alone, so <laughs> you could tell uh, he was looking for number forty uh, last night for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he was able to get it uh, as well in the uh, three two victory against the Rangers. Uh, very impressed with Toronto that they really didn't have anything at stake down the stretch and they beat Florida, Tampa and the Rangers this week, uh, three in a row. So real good stuff from the uh, Leafs uh, this week. Buffalo sends Craig Anderson out in likely his final game ever, uh, with, victorious with a four, three win. And, uh, he hasn't, he hadn't made the announcement official publicly. He just said he was undecided, but you see the uh, what was going on after the game ended, hugging Don Granado, hugging the coaching staff, you know, Ottawa Senators players staying out on the ice after the game to wish Craig Anderson well. Uh, that is definitely his final game. There's no, make no mistake about it. There's no question. So he's probably going to transition into some sort of uh, coaching development role. Might even still be with the Buffalo Sabres, like I hinted at yesterday. I think he might end up staying with that organization as a goalie coach or at least a goalie development on their goalie development team. Uh, 
in some capacity. So uh, I could definitely see uh, Anderson having that now as a post-playing career. He loves the, you know, he's apparently he's enjoyed thoroughly mentoring the young goalies uh, with the uh, Sabres. So he might end up having that role now after retirement. So nice way to send him out there. Uh, the Sabres battle back from a 3-2 deficit, and they beat the uh, Sens 4-3 in overtime. Fitting end of the season, a disappointing season for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. They lose 3-2 uh, in overtime to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Can't hold a lead. What else is new? I've seen that a lot this year from the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, no question. Uh, it wouldn't be a, a nice betting night in the NHL for me, Alex, anybody that's been betting draws without having at least one draw winner last night. And we got that with Minnesota Nashville with uh, Nashville getting the uh, 4-3 win uh, in overtime. We cash a draw winner uh, in that game. Colorado team total over gets there with the 4-2 win against the Jets. Uh, Dallas shutting out St. Louis 1-0. Jake Ottinger, one of his best games in a while uh, last night. And man, is that a great sight for Dallas going into the playoffs as they await to see who they're going to play and if they're going to win the Central Division, which will be determined tonight. Uh, but boy, to have Jake Ottinger look like the Ottinger we saw in the first round against Calgary uh, last year, a great sign. I think that's a dangerous hockey team entering the playoffs. Tons of confidence the Stars are playing with right now. The only fly in the ointment is Peter DeBoer in the playoffs sometimes is hit or miss. But other than that, I like a lot of what I'm seeing here from this uh, Dallas team. Uh, Edmonton 5-2 over San Jose. As they take care of business there, uh, no let up in the Oilers down the stretch. Very impressive to see that. Uh, of course, they were still playing with the outside chance to win the Pacific Division, but that uh, those chances got thwarted by Vegas uh, winning against Seattle 3-1. So Vegas is your Pacific Division champ. We know it'll be Vegas now versus Winnipeg uh, in a first-round playoff matchup, and it'll be the Oilers and the Kings for a second consecutive season uh, in the uh, first round as well. Uh, after last night's uh, results. So those were determined. Uh, we saw Vancouver beat uh, Arizona 5-4 in overtime. Uh, the Eddie Lack Cup, as I like to say, and, and he, uh, Canucks were victorious. Of course, Eddie's joining us on the preview show tomorrow. Uh, and uh, it was a back-and-forth game. The over was never in doubt. Good play there uh, on over 6.5. So good to see that get there. LA Kings with a 5-3 win against Anaheim. This was another great player, milestone player achievement prop game for me. We mentioned Adrian Kempe. At 38 goals last night, he needed two to get to 40, and he got the not only the two goals he needed, he got a hat trick into the empty net uh, at the uh, end to make it 5-3. So that was a great game. We cashed uh, Kempe to score. Kempe at two or more goals at plus 750 uh, last night in that game. So it was a, a really good result to see that uh, come through. Uh, and again, just the players looking for um, – we almost got Clayton Keller over one and a half points. We did get Jack Hughes over one and a half points. They were trying to get to – point milestones. Clayton Keller was trying to break Keith Kachuk's Coyotes franchise record for single season points, but he falls one point short. So again, it's nice to know that we were were rewarded at least a little bit with some of these player achievement milestone props we talked about uh, on the uh, show yesterday. Uh, fun props, knowing that players were striving for significant numbers, you know, or trying to break a record, knowing you're going to get them shooting the puck a lot, trying to get it. Uh, and we definitely saw signs of that uh, last night. So uh, the playoff, six of the uh, eight playoff matchups are set. All four in the East, Carolina versus the Islanders, Boston versus Florida. Matchup of two President's Trophy winners should be interesting. Uh, Toronto-Tampa Bay for the second year in a row, which we've known for months pretty much. And, of course, uh, the other one is the uh, New Jersey Devils-New York Rangers, which has the potential to be uh, a hell of a series. And in the West, uh, we have two uh, series confirmed, of course, Vegas-Winnipeg, and as well as L.A. Edmonton. 
for the uh, second uh, year in a row. So that's that. Uh, Alex, um, thoughts on the uh, card last night, the final massive regular season slate of the season? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, quite a few emotional moments last night, obviously, for me. watching. Uh, I'll let you talk about Taves. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taves, you know, yeah. the, the incredible send-off and, you know, seeing him get a goal, of course, in, in regulation and the way that place lit up, I mean, that was just, it gave me chills because that reminded me of how loud that barn used to be during the dynasty. And uh, to have that moment for him and him with the celebration and everybody, I mean, it was just, it was just great to watch it. How great of an ending we almost had. And it's, it's funny because we got robbed of a, a buzzer beater when Patrick Kane was potentially his last game. And we got robbed of a, a great breakaway finish. I mean, just a half an inch away from going in uh, in overtime. And, of course, that goes all the way back. Philly gets to the goal in the second point, which in essence is actually a little bit better because now uh, with the Columbus win, the Hawks would clinch the 32nd spot in, uh, in, in last place. So, But still, a, a fine send-off, and it was a great team in the crowd and everybody just sticking around for him and you know him giving his salute to farewells. And like I said, it's his last game as a Hawk. Of course, he will be a UFA this summer, but I, I can't imagine he would put on another uniform at this point. I could see him officially hanging it up uh, in the summertime. And, of course, number 19 will certainly be going up to the Raptors sometime soon, if not next year, somewhere down the road. Uh, most definitely the greatest captain in Blackhawks history. So that was just a, a touching moment to see. And also Craig Anderson, too. I mean, you know, we talk about him and the career he had and, you know, bouncing around everywhere. And like I said, I remember him, you know, from the old days uh, with the Hawks uh, in 03 as a young kid, kind of getting forced into the role of, of being called to the NHL when they were running through like six and seven goalies. And, uh, you know, seeing the moment, of course, him and his wife and his kids hugging at the end, that that really got me. Of course, his wife, you know, had battles with cancer when he was in Ottawa and stuff. So to see her seemingly looking a lot better, and I'm sure he wants to, you know, spend some more time with his family now. And like I said, you know, still be around with the organization potentially, but a uh, hell of a career for Craig Anderson. So what a fitting night. You basically have the last member of the Hawks dead, uh, you know, they called the dead, the dead era or the, or the dark ages, retire the same night, the last key piece of the of the showtime era uh says farewell to the hawks so uh that those are the two big big takeaways for me obviously like i said there was some you know good results but uh those are the two things i was focused on the most last night just uh nice seeing those those send-offs to you know guys who meant a lot to their team yeah definitely for craig anderson of course in buffalo and jonathan tapes it goes without saying they just uh chicago nailed it last night crowd was yes. was into it they filled up the filled up the building uh, it was fitting he got a goal uh, in the game, and man, we nearly got the fairy tale ending with that yeah. breakaway goal in overtime. I was, I thought for sure he was going to find a way to put one in, and it almost squeaked through. It went out the other side. It got through yeah. Sandstrom, and it went out the other side beyond the uh, post. And of course, Flyers ended not long after that. So, kind of a gut wrenching end to that game, but it doesn't soil yeah. the night uh, overall. No. It was a uh, great, and then the skate around uh, the United Center ice. Uh, after the game and and the fact that the and kudos to NBC Sports Chicago who actually did a phenomenal job with the broadcast and the presentation and actually putting a mic on Jonathan Taves throughout the night and you got a lot of great audio quotes from him on the bench you know saying goodbye to the players after the game and you caught the audio of what he was saying to them uh fantastic and they actually did a compilation during their post game show uh, with uh, all the uh, audio highlights of Jonathan Taves playing his final game uh, as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the studio crew's phenomenal for them, by the way. Pat Boyle, Ch uh, Kaylee Chalios does a really great job uh, as well. Not only very insightful and knows the game, and I think it helps having a father played the game for as long as he did, Chris Chalios, but sh her voice doesn't grate on you 
which we know yep. sometimes with certain <laughs> Leah, <laughs> Leah Hextall, yeah, <laughs> especially on play by play. You know, the right. voice can grate the female voice sometimes, especially certain females. Let's be honest, it can grate on you sometimes with just how squeaky it can get. You don't get that with Kaylee and, yeah. and her voice, which is really, and she knows hockey, so she does a good job. The whole crew, they did a phenomenal presentation. I thought Jonathan Taves statements in his press conference talking about his future and you know he's just he's not even thinking about who he's going to play for next year or if he's going to play next year or if he's going to transition into something other than playing you know coaching or management or anything like that he's just thinking you know let's just close the book on Chicago reflect on my career there take some time to you know look after my health look after myself make some real hard long thought out decisions and we won't rush into anything uh, and, and, and I gotta say one more thing too it just shows the character of Jonathan Taves in his moment with the microphone in front of him and the whole crowd listening to him and talking about himself. He takes a moment to acknowledge Mike Gapsky, who was the trainer for 37 years, longest tenured trainer in Hawks yep. or any team. in I heard that. Yep. He takes a moment out of his time to put the spotlight on him. And that just shows you the kind of guy that Jonathan Taves is. That's why he, he's the greatest captain in Blackhawks history with Barton. Bar none. Uh, it's the success. It's the leadership. It's the, just the do it all. The Swiss Army knife for the Blackhawks for a while. Get a big goal, he gets it. A big hit, he gets it. A big penalty kill, he gets it. A big face-off win, he gets it. You know, a momentum-changing play, uh, he gets it. Uh, there's no question, and that's yeah, you know, greatest captain of all time in Chicago history, no doubt. Uh, and obviously, all the Stanley Cups. That, uh, that, that of course, it's absolutely undebatable. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, Nate, um, we have, yeah, of course, it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, seen you. Just uh, what did you think of what we saw last night? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys covered a lot of the major storylines. Uh, I mean, I, you know, to double click on Taves briefly, I mean, I such a, as you said, special career in Chicago. And, and um, I'm interested to see where he plays next. I don't think he's done. I think he goes on, you know, uh, some sort of veteran kind of minimum deal somewhere. But like what's so interesting about him, right? He's still playing at a high level. If you look at his sort of points per game this year, I know he's had health concerns, but you can play him anywhere in the lineup, right? That's the beauty of him. He can play on the fourth line, win faceoffs, kill penalties. He can play on the first power play unit as he's done his whole career. Uh, so just really interested to see where he goes next. And again, hats off. He's been such a, a fun player to watch and, and you know, really embodied Chicago. Um, yeah, I, the other ones for me, I mean, Mika Rantanen, 55 goals last night. I think he eclipsed Joe Sackick's record uh, with the That's out. the one I missed. I was so pissed. That's the one I didn't mention on the show yesterday, that yeah. th that there was actually a team record for Mika Rantanen. Yeah. And I slipped, it didn't, I'm not, didn't slip it's, my mind. I just didn't re realize it. So which is crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know what impact, um, you know, overtime three-on-three, three, some of these things have as, as opposed to what they did, you know, before. Obviously, the goaltending's improved too, but like, to think of Rantanen, who, again, we all obviously think is one of the best goal scorers in the league and was one of the best players, but to think of eclipsing somebody like Sackick is, is pretty special, right, given what he did in his career. So um must have been uh, an, an interesting moment in the locker room for sure, and, and congrats to him. And then, yeah, I mean, just the, the way the playoff races shook out has been has been interesting for me. Columbus winning last night, can't be doing that. I'm going to fade, fade Columbus tonight, but we'll see what happens. And then um, – you know, ultimately, uh, I, I was like I told you guys, I've been following the Panthers with um, with Alex Lyon, who I played with in college. He's been on a heck of a run. It's been really fun to watch. I uh, was hoping they'd get it done last night and, and you know maybe avoid the Bruins in the first round, but um, uh, weren't able to unfortunately. But it'll be fun to follow them in the playoffs as well. I have uh, like I, I think I told you guys, but my neighbor growing up or, or a guy kind of grew up with Derek Forbert. I don't know if he's healthy now, but he's on the Bruins. 
then I have my, my college teammate, uh, uh, Lion, who looks like he's going to get the nod in Florida. So I'm just kind of, uh, I guess, Switzerland. And so you know Forbert and you know Lion, and now you're going to be torn, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I might try to sneak up to Boston for, uh, uh, I guess it's Monday, probably Monday and Wednesday for one of the games. But um, no, it's been fun to watch. And I'm hoping, really hoping as a Wild fan that Colorado wins tonight. Um, I, I don't want to have to face Colorado in the first round. I'd you know, much rather take Dallas, I think, as a Wild fan. Uh, but um, See, I'm not so get... sure about that anymore, actually. Yeah. Colorado looks – Colorado's look like – I don't want to say bad. But they've looked yeah. decidedly average at times, you know, mm-hmm. in the last week or two. And last night, to me, that's a Winnipeg team mailing the thing in and yeah. Riddick in net. And that was life and death to hang on. And Jets nearly tied it, by the way, in the last couple minutes there. You know, that I don't know. It's Colorado is not they don't have everything totally together. And I hated, I hated the body language and the tone of voice in Nathan McKinnon yesterday when he was talking about Gabriel Landeskog being mm-hmm. shut down for the rest of the season and yeah. missing the entire playoff, saying this kills us. What? What do you mean it kills you? What kind of thing is that to say? You're the defending Stanley Cup champions. Right. You, you played all season without the guy, and you've still had a, you know, even with ups and downs and lots of injuries at points this season, you've still managed to have a pretty good season overall. Now you're telling us this kills us? That's like a defeatist attitude, yeah. sounds mm-hmm. like to me. I mean, that's not the kind of quote I want to hear uh, sure. out of one of the, be- the the best player on the team, pretty much. Him and Makar, 1A, 1B in that regard. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear confidence saying, hey, it's next man up. We've got a good group here. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear. I don't want to hear this kills us. What kind of thing yeah. is that to say on the doorstep of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Holy gosh. For, for That's sure. confidence. You're yeah, it's, it's an interesting quote. Landis Gog, I think some of these guys, and obviously he was probably being honest to a fault there, uh, you know, maybe could have uh, uh, hidden some of that concern. But I think Landis Gog is another guy. Like You talk about somebody like Johnny Taves, but Gabriel Landis Gog, and it's tough to put anyone in the same sentence as Johnny Taves, but just the way he plays – defensively out there, you know, responsible in all situations, certainly Colorado is going to miss him, right? Because you just don't replace a guy like that in the lineup. Right. We'll be interesting. They don't. I get I get the impact of him not being there. It's huge. I mean, it's just the leadership, captain of the team, great at both ends of the ice. There's no question, uh, but they suffered. Yeah, great point by Rich H. I knew it was a lot of games. 500 man games this season lost to injury for yeah. Colorado. So when you factor that in, the fact that they actually – Still had a chance and still have a chance yeah, to win the to division win yeah, tonight. Right. You know, as long as they take care of business against Nashville, that's remarkable. I think, and if I'm Nathan McKinnon, I'm looking at what everything we've been through this year and the fact we might still win Central on state. And yeah, if we had our ups and downs and, you know, if we look vulnerable at times, definitely. And I think they have, no doubt. But to come out there yesterday on the eve of the playoffs here and say, this kills us, man, it's just such a negative thing think thought process to have where's your positivity where's your confidence you're defending champ you've had a good season in spite of 500 man games lost why the hell are you saying something like that it boggled my mind hearing that from nate yeah i heard that too and and honestly with that honestly yeah wild fans should definitely want to play colorado before dallas because the mindset in dallas is nothing of that It, it, it it's quite the opposite so colorado feels like the team that would be most beatable uh, and, and I think the Wild would be the team to give them that trouble. Colorado plays, you know, Seattle potentially. I just don't see where that would be. Uh, you know, even even like I said, even with all that the adversity they've had, you know, this is the first playoffs for the Kraken, second year ever. You know, the jitters might be there where they weren't for Vegas the first year they went to the playoffs. So, you know, Colorado, I'm sure they would rather play Seattle honestly, and I think the Wild would rather play the Abs. 
for sure. For sure, I think you'd rather play Seattle. The other thing with Seattle is it's just kind of scoring by committee. And I think we've seen in, in past playoffs that that sort of dies for teams at some point, right? You need top-end talent uh, at some point on the power play where yeah. I get to get that big goal. I mean, I've seen it with wild teams my whole life. We've always been sort of scoring by committee. Thank God we have Kaprizov now. But it, it just doesn't work. You need that top-end talent to, to take over at some point. I think you need a blend of it. You need your top end sure. guys to be able to steal your games, much like a goaltender, but you'll need those bottom end. You know, Ian and I were talking about yesterday. Those bottom end guys are the ones that come in and score you those goals in double overtime, or send the game to OT, or, you know, the, the unsung heroes. They happen every postseason. So you need a, a blend of both. And I think the Wild, and the fact that they've always had a good depth core, now that they have that star player to, to lean on it too, that, that is a good balance. Here. Yeah, I, I just think when you look like Seattle, I agree with you. You see the third, like the third line, the fourth line, it's so important in terms of zone time, momentum, all those things. But like you look at Seattle, right? Their leading scorer is McCann. Like, you know, I, I just think you look at the top end when you need that goal from your power play, when things aren't going well, when you don't have zone time and you need a special play, I just look up their then down their roster and it's really a team that doesn't scare me in the playoffs, you know? It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how it plays out, there's no question about that. Uh, we lost Alex, but it looks like just as uh, Alex will be back, it probably just as internet uh, popped out just for a second. But uh, there we go, Alex is back, and it looks like uh, just in time, Jimmy Murphy joined us. Great timing for Jimmy because we're just about to get into before we get into the two games tonight the big uh, two news items uh, of the day in the NHL, uh, starting with the Pittsburgh Penguins cleaning house. Ron Hextall, GM out, president of hockey ops, Brian Burke out. The assistant GM is gone as well. So a complete front office cleansing uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins after a very disappointing, bitterly disappointing season for them. And uh, look, it is what it is. I mean, Hextall, did he make his share of blunders? Absolutely. No question about that. But who twisted his arm last offseason to keep uh, the, the, uh, the old guard alive and keep it together? Uh, you know, including the big contract to uh, Latang, which, by the way, was horrible by Hextall. You giving him that term, uh, for, even though actually Latang, credit to him, uh, battled through a lot, and he actually poured his guts and his emotions out last night in the post game after the Columbus game. And Dan Kongerski actually on Pittsburgh Hockey now did a very good job uh, documenting that. Uh, and definitely, I think when you look at uh, just what he went through uh, on and off the ice, and uh, when you look at uh, obviously. Uh, you know, the, the ups and downs of so many of their players uh, throughout the course of the season. Jari, for example, uh, one game good, one game not so good. It was just a lot of times, look, they couldn't get big goals when they needed it. Uh, There's too much outside periphery play. Uh, it was not a well-put-together roster. Like I say, I thought their foot speed, their team foot speed was a big issue uh, this season. That's a, a big problem they had. And there weren't enough guys that were putting their, you know, their their – life on the line, so to speak, nightly, you know, the likes of a Jason Zucker did, who I think was one of the MVPs of the team. That guy came to play every single night uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The blue line was just not good, not good, not close to good enough. Now, I know they had Marcus Pedersen out for a large part of late in the season, and he was one of their better defensemen, but, you know, Dumoulin's played decline this year. A, a lot of their depth defensemen didn't play well. Petrie, not a great season. Uh, not a great uh, idea, I think, to get him necessarily. Uh, Ruedel was, you know, spotty at best. I mean, they just had all kinds of it. They just didn't have the great depth uh, on the blue line, and it showed. Uh, they couldn't get the puck out of their own net, uh, of their own end. They struggled. They got hemmed in. They gave up a ton of shots, quality chances, uh, just turned over the puck way too much, uh, and it became an issue. And 
uh, again, Jari, sometimes good, sometimes bad. That was the story of his season. So, And just not good enough when you factor in just how many great teams there were in the Eastern Conference this year, and that's why they're on the outside looking in, and they made those changes. And then the other uh, couple bits of news is St. Louis fired a couple of their assistants, Greg McTavish, Mike Van Ryan. Uh, so they're making a little bit of a coaching uh, staff shake up there, Craig Berube and the Blues. And then Anaheim uh, parting ways with Dallas Aikens, which we figured it was just a matter of time before that happened. He was on the final year of his contract. They did not renew it. Uh, so Dallas Aikens and the Anaheim Ducks part ways. And uh, I figured this was the time to do it after, what, a 14-game losing streak, 13-game yep. losing streak to uh, end the uh, season. Uh, and obviously uh, uh, Dallas Aikens and Anaheim, uh, their tenure comes to an end. Uh, Jimmy? Uh, great to have you. It's been a while, my friend. Lots of news to talk about. Uh, Bruins now know their opponent, Florida Panthers. Uh, what's on your mind? What's on my mind, guys, is let's bring the playoffs on. Enough, yes. enough of this. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been like so dragged out here in Boston. We, we, the Bruins have basically known they were going to the playoffs in a top, you know, a top two seed, let's say, for the last four months. So uh, it's just that. It's that time, and I, I think a lot of people here in Boston right now are, are pretty excited about their chances, and uh, I don't think it's going to be easy by any means, but I, I like this matchup against the Florida Panthers. All right, good stuff and deal. We'll get Jimmy and Nate's thoughts on the playoffs uh, at the end of our show uh, because they'll be this is their, their one appearance on the show before the playoffs uh, begin, and Alex and I will save ours for tomorrow. Uh, when we do the uh, playoff uh, preview show. All right, let's get to the two games tonight just quickly because, you know, I have modest thoughts at best from a betting perspective on these two games. Uh, Buffalo, Columbus, we've got the Sabres, minus 170 road favorites, seven the total uh, in this game. Uh, as far as I know, uh, I expect Devin Levi tonight, but I have not seen confirmation of that yet uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Obviously, they gave Craig Anderson the start last night in the final home game to say goodbye to the veteran goalie. Uh, but we don't have confirmation uh, yet. What we do know is Tage Thompson is not going to play tonight, it looks like, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, in this one, uh, just uh, shutting him down here in this uh, final uh, game of the uh, season. So it doesn't look like the uh, big guy is going to play for uh, Buffalo. We know, obviously, with uh, Columbus, they've had a ton of injuries this year that remain, but it looks like their lineup's going to be very similar to last night against Pittsburgh. A lot of the AHL call-ups. But look, they played hard. And that's the one thing you saw from Columbus last year, even with a lot of the third and the fourth line being comprised of minor league call-ups. I mean, they played hard against Pittsburgh, and that was enough for them to get the victory uh, last night. I just think this is going to be a back-and-forth, loose kind of atmosphere. We saw this in a couple of games last night. This reminds me of Vancouver, Arizona, this game here. I think it's just going to be score goals, not nobody blocking shots, defensive intensity at a minimum. But obviously what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for a six and a half. That is my plan and bet a live over once we get that. The pregame bet that I've moved on is both teams to score in the first period uh, here in this game. Uh, that's to me a very good look at BetMGM. I think it was plus 135 uh, earlier when I uh, bet it because I recommended it on another uh, show earlier today. Uh, and uh, I think it's still around that same price right now. Yeah, plus 135 BetMGM for uh, both teams to score. Uh, in the first period. I like that look. I don't think it's asking a lot for the Sabres and the Blue Jackets to find the back of the net uh, here in the opening 20 minutes. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Sabres, Blue Jackets. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet this game of Monopoly money, to be honest. This is, uh, like I said, to roll the puck out and see who, who gets to the last goal, basically. Uh, rooting for the Blue Jackets, of course, because like I said, a win for them means the Hawks are officially the 32nd team uh, in, in that, that race. So, 
that's what I'm hoping to see, but who knows what's going to really happen. Like I said, you know, I heard that Levi might not play. Uh, then I was hearing that, you know, he, he you know, was projected to be a starter. So I, like I said, keep an eye on whatever's going to happen with, with the Sabres uh, in net before you make any kind of decision. Yeah, and it looks like other than Tage Thompson, everyone's – as of right now, everyone else is playing. All the other big guns, uh, Tuck, uh, Darlene, Dylan Cousins, Paterka, Middlestat. Middlestat, by the way, that there is that is a prop I like. It's time for me to stop, you know, not bet uh, – forgetting to bet this prop and bet it, and that's Casey Middlestat to get a point. I mean, he's just been on fire here down the stretch for the Buffalo Sabres. Another great night for him last night. Let me see what his point prop is here tonight. It's getting up there. Finally, they're raising the price. It's up to minus 150 at DraftKings, but I still like it at that price. Uh, just been automatic. I believe uh, middle stat for the uh, Sabres. They're not complaining about this first-round pick being a flop or a bust anymore, are they, uh, in Buffalo? He's been just fantastic here down the stretch. He's on a five-game point streak and he has eight points uh, in those five games. So he's been absolutely terrific down the stretch here for the uh, Sabres. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Buffalo, Columbus. Sorry, guys. Um, this is a pass to me, guys. I just, you know, like you said, he can't figure out right now with who's the goalie for tonight. And two teams, really nothing to play for. I, I, I wonder if we can bet odds on how many people are going to be in the building for this game. Like 10? I mean, who cares about this game? So, yeah, total pass for me. Yeah, Is I it know. raining in Columbus? Maybe like 60 or 70. Otherwise, yeah. if it's nice out. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Oh, by the way, there was, one fran there was one milestone bet that I was eyeing in this game. I'm trying to remember now what it was. Oh, yeah. He needs one point to get to 80 points this year for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Skinner! Jeff Skinner. Wow. Uh, 79 points. Uh, he needs – a problem is, you know, he only needs one point. Um, so, but if you're going to bet the point prop, you've got to bet the, it's only one and a half or it is actually a half a point, but it's minus two Oh five. I mean, so you either got to lay minus two Oh five on its own, or you got to put it in some kind of parlay. I actually might, I don't do this very often, but I might, I might eat the, eat the juice and lay the minus two Oh five. Cause I really do think he'll get that 80th point tonight uh, against this Columbus blue jackets team. He only needs one and you know, he's going to be trying to get that point. So uh, the shots on goal prop for Skinner is probably worth a look too. He's going to be trying uh, to get that 80th point. He's at 79. Again, that's a, the, a round number and a milestone number that a player wants. We saw this last night. Marner was trying like hell for a hundred. Uh, got other Stutzla was trying like hell to get to 90 points. And he did for the Ottawa senators last night. Uh, you know, Kempe wanted to get to 40 goals. He did Nylander. Uh the milestone numbers players want to achieve those in these final games of the season. So uh, I'll, I'll, I don't like doing it. You know I don't lay minus 205 often. I don't like being a guy that lays minus 205 and says that on a show, but I'm going to make an exception here and lay the 205 here with a Skinner to get a point tonight. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Nate, Buffalo-Columbus? Yeah, it's definitely an ugly one. Um, I agree with some of the player prop takes. Uh, I'm not super interested in this this game, but I think you look at Columbus who's out, I think you look at the two flavors of these franchises, one probably kicking themselves for winning last night uh, and still in the Bedard sweepstakes. The other narrowly misses the playoffs, but there's a good taste in their mouth, right? Like Middlestad, as you said, is panning out. They have a young team, and in a lot of respects, they have some momentum. I, I look at Buffalo, you know, potentially on the puck line, I think it's minus one or plus 140 at certain parts. Um, I also think I'm going to wait to see the goaltending matchup, but but I think I'd probably take Buffalo either in regulation minus 130 or, or um, puck line if Levi plays. 
I think Columbus has John Gillies playing. It will be John Gillies the, probably, the, yes. The, the pride of, uh, of Providence hockey, but uh, he hasn't had really a good stint even in the AHL this year in terms of save percentage. Um, I just don't think uh, Columbus has a lot to really put on the ice, and their roster was scant before all the injuries and scratches. So um, give me Buffalo to close their season out well and uh, Columbus to try to you know stay in that uh, bottom of the barrel. So my thinking is Buffalo with John Gillies in net and this horrible jacket defense can absolutely score in the first period. The reason I think Columbus will score in the, it's their home finale. You know, I think like last night, they'll want to uh, play pretty well, even with the AHL call-ups. And another thing, too, is I think Buffalo could be flat early, especially coming off last night. That was, you know, a lot went into that, saying goodbye to Craig Anderson. They roared back from a deficit, won in overtime. I could see in the first period they're sloppy with the puck little bit defensively Columbus takes advantage so that's why I really like the first period uh, BTTS look plus 135 there uh, in this game I think 1-1 in the first period is very possible very possible in this game even if it's Levi uh, starting a net here for the uh, Sabres in this one and the Skinner lay the wood that's a good suggestion by Rich H in the chat Uh, that's a really good same game parlay suggestion you could always go with the uh, point prop on Skinner and parlay it with his shots on goal you know, the book will allow you to do that, uh, and you'll get a much better price on that if you parlay shots on goal and the point prop for Jeff Skinner, which definitely makes sense because I think he'll be shooting the puck more uh, tonight as well. And he's been trending over his shots on goal lately anyway. Uh, all right, the other game on this Friday card, this does have playoff implications and seeding and divisional implications. Uh, Colorado looking to clinch the Central Division. They can do that with a victory tonight in Music City uh, against the Nashville Predators. Colorado minus 230. Uh, road favorite six the total uh, in this game. Call me crazy, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not really on in a rush to lay minus two thirty in this spot with Colorado back to back. Now it is for Nashville too, but no travel because they hosted Minnesota last night. Whereas Colorado's got to fly in from Denver uh, after playing Winnipeg last night and play Nashville tonight. And Nashville hasn't rolled over. I was impressed with Nashville last night. Now, granted, Minnesota, you know, didn't have anybody in there. I mean, the nucleus and core of the team is. Alex and I talked about yesterday didn't play for uh, Minnesota last night. Everybody sat, but still for Nashville to find a way to battle back and win that game uh, after getting eliminated uh, in the game before that they, they played against Calgary, you know, that was pretty impressive mentally. That was an impressive feat by the uh, Predators last night because I'm sure it hurt them to be officially knocked out of the playoff contention, but they battled back and they beat Minnesota at home last night. And I think there's an element of this young, spunky, feisty, Nashville team with your Luke Evangelistas of the world and your Philip Thomasinos of the world, your Thomas Novak, uh, Thomas Novaks of the world that they've just played this, you know, free and easy, carefree hockey, very spirited as a group that there's, I think, a a collective belief with this group tonight that they may want to play spoiler here and keep Colorado from clinching the central division uh, on their home ice. So, uh, you know, I think Nashville will bring a solid effort here tonight in this game. Will it be enough is the question. Another thing I'm hesitant to with Colorado uh, backing them tonight is not only the back-to-back spot, but Pavel Francouz is likely getting the nod uh, here in net for the uh, avalanche tonight after it was Georgiev tonight. I'm pretty sure Bednar will rest Georgiev. I don't think they want him starting back-to-back right before the playoffs start. And Colorado series, by the way, will start on Tuesday, which will be part of our uh, BetCast uh, next uh, Tuesday. So make sure, uh, again, Stanley Cup playoffs BetCast. Our first one will be Tuesday night. Uh, So make sure uh, you join us for that at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But uh, Colorado plays Tuesday. I don't think they'd be in a rush to have Georgiev start back-to-back here at the end of the season. So I do think we'll see Pavel Francouz 
start tonight for Colorado, and he just hasn't played a lot of hockey. He's only made one start since early February, and it was five days ago at Anaheim, and he wasn't necessarily all that great. Four goals allowed on just 23 shots faced. You know, not the greatest performance against a very weak Anaheim team. So I like over five and a half here, and I got a minus 120 on the total for over five and a half in this game uh, at uh, Batano, uh, which is an Ontario book here. Uh, north of the border um, but I, I you know six is in a lot of spots but there are a couple that still have the five and a half out there a shop around even at six I lean to that over I think it can get there here in this game I, I just think uh, you're going to see this Colorado team which again has been giving up some goals here these last few games down the stretch of the irregular season end up getting there and again a Lankinen likely a net for Nashville a Lankinen versus Franco's matchup to me uh, tells us that I think we could see this uh, over hit so I really like it at five and a half if you can only find six, I still endorse it at the uh, six that uh, you find out there. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Avs, Predators. So I made one bet last night on this game and because I was expecting a pun intended avalanche of money coming in on Colorado now that they need this game. I took a shot with the puck line, minus one and a half. I got plus 115. Uh, and shocked to see not much movement in this game at all. It seems like people are kind of just staying away from it rather than uh, flooding with Colorado money. So you can still get plus 120 or plus 125 if you shop around with that puck line. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Colorado in the sense of, like I said, give Francois another start, let him uh, shake some of the rust off still. This is the best time to do it, obviously. You don't have any other time, really. Uh, and and you're hoping that you know he doesn't have to be the guy you call on in the playoffs. But if you have to rely on him just like they had to last year, uh, you know at least give him the, the, the time and, and, and give him a game. To, to get his feet under him a bit. And this is a national team. Like I said, maybe because of the division rival, they could be up for it a little bit early. But I think in due time, Colorado will just pressure them out and we'll just see the presence kind of fade away. So I, I think Colorado wins this one easily by margin. I take a shot in the puck. All right. Like in Colorado, that they won't screw around, take care of business, get the two points, win the Central Division, uh, and uh, lock up a date with the uh, Seattle Kraken, uh, obviously, uh, in the uh, first round of the uh, playoffs. Um, uh, we'll see if Nashville can uh, make it tough on them. I did consider the draw, but for, for a change, I did not make a single draw bet uh, on this uh, card today. Uh, but we'll have a bunch in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure of it. Yeah. It'll be draw season again coming uh, Monday night uh, to an Ice Guys show near you. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Colorado, Nashville. Look, I, I agree with everything you said about Nashville earlier, Ian. I've been pretty impressed with them since the trade deadline, a really scrappy bunch that, you know, even their own team, their own team management basically gave up on the season on them and, and did some selling at the deadline. And, you know, they lose their longtime GM and Poyle and they've just scrapped their way and stayed in there for the playoff contention. And that's why I think they're going to be scrappy tonight. I'm going to take that draw in. So uh, give me the draw in this game. I think it's going to be a tough one for the avalanche. All right, good stuff. Liking the uh, draw uh, here in this uh, game is uh, Jimmy Murphy. And, yeah, I did lean that way. Uh, and the draw, again, chop around because usually FanDuel lately, I have found every day since I've you know really been paying attention to what the FanDuel prices are uh, on the draw bets, I've noticed FanDuel is consistently beating the other markets in terms of the best price out there. And it's uh, plus 360 for the uh, draw at uh, FanDuel in this game. Uh, Nate, what do you think here? Avs, Preds. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't love either side. I think you, to to your point, Preds have been playing with some momentum and playing hard. Colorado obviously has all the motivation here tonight, um, so maybe you see Nashville come out a little sluggish. If I could find five and a half, or if I can get it early, I'd probably look to that. I mean, if 
what was it? Uh, was it four three Nashville last night in the uh, Minnesota game? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if those if those lineups can put up seven, particularly Minnesota, like with who they had on the you know the ice last night, um, I think you know Colorado finds a way to score. They probably get a couple special teams goals tonight. I'll count on Nashville to chip in, and so I'd probably look over five and a half. Wait a few minutes and maybe look to get it live, but. I'm not going to take juice on Colorado tonight. I think, yeah, uh, who really knows how they come out, even though they do have kind of all the motivation. So, you know, largely a pass for me. All right. Largely a, a pass for uh, uh, Nate in this one. Uh, prop wise, uh, you know, anything Rantanen tonight uh, makes sense. Rantanen's been just a gold for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Now, his point props, obviously, if, if you're over one and a half, plus 125, you could look at that. But certainly shots on goal, we've talked about this. He's been going over three and a half shots on goal just so often down the stretch, and it's only minus 130 uh, for his uh, over three and a half shots on goal. So, uh, yeah, Rantanen for sure uh, worth a uh, look here uh, in uh, this one here. Uh, McKinnon, and I might sprinkle on McKinnon to score again tonight because, again, he needs one more goal to get to 40. We talked about that last night. He didn't get a goal last night against uh, Winnipeg, but he's got one more chance to get to 40 goals. It's minus 110 for him to uh, score a goal tonight, so I'll, I'll put that on the card. Why not? He's trying to get to 40. Uh, he probably got a good And I'm always interested in, you know, Devon Taves, as long as he remains in the, uh, yeah, in the uh, number one pair and the top power play unit on that uh, number one power play unit for the Avs. So uh, definitely some good prop looks, though, uh, in that game for uh, sure. Uh, and uh, you know what? Um, we will uh, be doing the ads after the uh, after the uh, playoff breakdowns. Uh, we'll go back to back with the uh, the uh, ads for uh, Gramco and Manscaped. We'll do our playoff uh, thoughts from our two guests. Uh, Alex and I are going to save our thoughts for tomorrow uh, when we do the uh, Stanley Cup playoff preview show at noon Eastern tomorrow. Make sure you join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely uh, with two goalies joining us, Eddie Lack and uh, Kevin Beach. So. Uh, it'll be a goalie factory on the uh, Ice Guys show for the uh, Stanley Cup playoff preview. But, uh, Jimmy, we know all four matchups in the Eastern Conference, Boston, Florida, New Jersey, New York Rangers, Carolina, New York Islanders, Toronto, Tampa for the second year in a row, and out west. So far, we know it's going to be Vegas versus Winnipeg, and for the second year in a row, L.A. versus Edmonton. Six of the eight matchups determined. Uh, how are you seeing things, Jimmy, in the first round? Well, look, I'm, like I said, I'm just psyched that we're here finally to the playoffs. But I'll start with the, uh, you know, with the Bruins Panthers here with the series I'll be covering. Um, I, I, look, I, I think can the Panthers beat the Bruins? I think any anyone can beat anyone, right? I mean, you, we've seen major upsets before. Anything can happen. I just don't see it happening. I think out of the options the Bruins were looking at heading into last night, whether it be the Islanders or the Panthers, I think they lucked out with the better matchup for them. I think the Islanders uh, with Sorokin, as we know, could get really hot and would have given them a, a lot of fits. And and the Islanders play a frustrating brand of hockey that's built for the playoffs. So I, I think that's why they, to me, could have pulled off the upset more than the Panthers can. But I don't think either team would beat them. So I, I like the uh, the Bruins in five at best here. I, I'm leaning more towards a sweep. Uh, but I'll, I'll, say, I'll play it safe and say Bruins in five in this series. Um, and looking across, guys, I'm pretty psyched for the Rangers-Devils. Uh, I think, you know, this is a rivalry that I really was a fan of back in the day in the, in the late 80s and 90s. And this was a, a fun rivalry. And to see it get going again here in the playoffs will be great. Uh, I like this one to go seven. I'm going to take the Rangers, though. I think experience wins out in a, in a clutch game seven. So I like the Rangers in seven there. All right. Uh, let's uh, just uh, – all right. So there we go. Uh, 
Jimmy's and, thoughts right And that's for Toronto and Tampa Bay, guys. Look, I've been I've been touting it all year. I think this is the year Toronto gets by the first round. I really do. And I, I, I think that they finally have a team that can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think Toronto is built more for the playoffs than they have been before. Uh, and they don't lean just as much as they used to on finesse and skill. They've got some grit. And I think Samsonov is an underrated goalie. I think he can get hot. I like the Maple Leafs in six here, guys, uh, to knock off the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. And I just – I don't know what it is. I, I'm, that's the team I'm worried about, guys. In the second round, if they face the Bruins, I really think that Toronto could give them a run for their money. Let's not forget every series they've had, while the Bruins have won, have gone to seven the last three straight times. And, you know, it, it kind of scares me being a longtime Red Sox fan and growing up around here when the Red Sox couldn't beat the Yankees and that curse was going. And, you know, it was just like no matter what, it was heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. But then that Aaron Boone home run, and it was sort of like that was it. You know, like that enough is enough. And I kind of feel like Toronto has that going for them right now. And, that's going to be a very interesting series for the Bruins if they do face the Leafs because I think Toronto is sort of that Red Sox team that was trying to break that curse and then finally got over the hump. I don't know if it's this year, but that's where I see them right now. Uh, it feels it feels right. It smells right. It looks right for Toronto to finally get this done. And Tampa looks as vulnerable as can be uh, right now. And everything's telling me this is the time. But how many yeah. times? I just I don't want – I dread possibly – us coming back here in two, three weeks, and I've got to yell and scream for the third fucking year in a row on this show about the Toronto Maple Leafs and their epic failures. And if I have to do that again, so help me God, if I have to do that again with this fucking team, I don't know what I don't know what I'm you. Do. I mean, imagine, imagine them, man. And I'm not even a Leafs fan, and I'm getting yeah. that, that agitated. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I mean, tough. And guys, yeah. the other series there, the Islanders, Carolina. This is the one where I, I like another upset. I like I like the Islanders to uh, take down Carolina in six games in this series. I think Carolina has lost their way down the stretch. There's something off about them. Obviously, the Sveshnikov injury is huge, but still, there's just something off with that team right now that I can't pinpoint, and I don't like that feel going into the playoffs. So I like the Islanders to pull off the upset in this series in six games. Yeah, it's uh, very. Uh, I I think the Islanders have a. I don't know about win the series, but I definitely think they're live. I definitely think they're competitive, and I think they really push Carolina. Uh, there's another thought process I have in mind for that series, but I'll mention it on uh, tomorrow's uh, pr playoff uh, preview show. Nate, uh, what are your thoughts on the six confirmed first round series coming up? Yeah, Jimmy, uh, you know, took the words out of my mouth. And, and some of these, I see them the same way, right? I think, you know, first of all, a lot of compelling matchups um, and also some of the matchups we might see in the second round. But I feel the same way about Bruins Panthers. I'm going to plead the fifth given sort of, you know, as I kind of alluded to my affiliations or, or, or sort of cheering reasons for both teams. Um, but, but I think it's a tough series for Florida. To Jimmy's point you're looking to pull up an upset as sort of the, the eighth seed or the second wild card, whatever you want to call it, playing, you know, really structured, really sound, you know, great sort of penalty kill special teams. D zone is the recipe to do it. I think the Islanders have that conversely, Florida, it, it you know, plays that run against style. Um, they certainly can score a lot of goals, um, but, but I, I don't know, you know, necessarily how, how they'll defend. And so I, I think that's dangerous for, for Florida and, you know, obviously like the matchup for the Bruins, but, you know, hoping it's a tight series, um, you know, hoping uh, Lions certainly gets the call for the Panthers and, and, and plays super well. So we're going to be following that um, closely. 
Toronto and Tampa, I think Toronto breaks through. Um, it, it just kind of feels like they have the team. They've added some guys, right? You know, Luke Shen. They just seem to have a little more jam in their game. I, I think it's going to come down to goaltending. And like Samsonov, right? I think he played really well the other night against Florida. Um, but the, the lights are really bright uh, in, in Toronto in the playoffs, right? And so we'll see kind of how that how that transpires. But I think if Toronto makes it through, and, and you know, there is that matchup with the Bruins later, right? It, it, uh, Toronto still definitely remembers some of those series losses, right? What was it? Uh, they, they had the three-goal lead, right? Uh, well, I don't even know when that was, when the Bruins came back on them. Um, it must have been five, ten years ago now. Uh, but anyways, that's, that's, you know, something probably in the back of their mind. So you see that, um, yeah, that was, that was 2013. You're right. 10 yeah. Years. Yeah. 2013. 10 years. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Right. I think, um, one of my good friends is a Leafs fan and he had like, I guess a video on, uh, he and his dad when they were watching that three goal collapse and it's hilarious. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I still remember that. That was James Reimer, yeah. Randy Carlisle. Was way back in the it, was, day. it was nuts. Yeah. It, was it was one absolutely. of the best radio calls, too. Dave Gosher doing uh, Bergeron, Bergeron. <laughs> yeah. He's a, and that, he's a wonderful play-by-play guy, Dave that Gosher. At some yeah, point. that actually, guys, too, that you know, that was right after the, the marathon bombing, too. That's yeah playoff yeah. run. That was the whole Boston Strong thing. Yeah, yeah that was in the, ironically a 10-year anniversary. I mean, that's all you hear about right now here in Boston right. this weekend. So. Yeah. I, um, Carolina Islanders, I, I like the Islanders to keep this one tight. I think Carolina is going to squeak it out again. You know, Carolina, some top end talent, a little bit, you know, scoring by committee, but they've been good. I, I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to advance here. I just don't think, you know, the way Carolina can lock it down and, and we know the Islanders are a little bit offensively challenging. It's going to be a really tight checking series, but I think, um, Carolina does sneak through. And then, you know, the, the most fun series, I think for me, you know, watching sort of objectively is going to be that Devils Rangers series. I think New York. I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be buzzing. There's going to be Rangers gear. There's going to be Devils gear. People walking around. Um, I think the Garden will be you know absolutely electric. And so that's going to be you know really really a fun series. And I, I like the Rangers. I think they've added you know obviously guys like Kane. Certainly some veteran talent. Tarasenko. Um, I think the Rangers squeak through. I think um, you know Shesterkin uh, is probably the difference. But um, it's going to be another tight series and a blast. And then, what's the final one we have? I guess well, out west, right? Um, I think uh, LA, Edmonton, Vegas, Winnipeg. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Vegas takes care of Winnipeg handily. You mentioned Winnipeg's been playing better, you know, a little more compete in their game, but they just don't have the decor uh, to 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 really you know progress in a playoff series, in my opinion. Um, you know, Josh Morrissey's having a nice year, but but other than that, I just I don't think they have a lot back there. I think Vegas wins this one probably in five. Um, and, and, um, I'm, I'm blanking on Winnipeg's goalie for some reason. Hellebuck, right? Hellebuck is, is just not, you know, I guess his old backup, maybe Laurent Brossois, who I yeah. firmly believe is True. starting game one. Yep. True. And, and that's interesting. If, if Vegas, if something happens there, we'll go to Jonathan quick. It's nice. And this is why they made that trade, right? was to bring in that sort of pedigree or that demeanor if it came to it in the playoffs. So that'll be, um, that'll be interesting to watch. And then Edmonton LA is going to be really fun too. It's going to, you know, on the, the East coast where, uh, where I'm at, right. And Jimmy and I are at, it's like one of those games where, uh, it's Tuesday night and you can't sleep and you're up watching Edmonton and, and LA late into the night. Right. So probably going to get some interesting games there. I, I want to see McDavid advance. I just want to see something happen, but it's going to be such a tight series. Um, I don't know. I, I lean LA for some reason, just, just because I just feel like the Oilers, <laughs> 
ha have trouble. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And this was a matchup last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Edmonton ended up yep. winning that Edmonton one. Edmonton and seven last year, and yep. LA made him work for it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I lean LA a little bit. I just think you know a lot of intangibles on that team and um, the, the power play, like. LA's power play is awesome, um, and, and I think they're just going to be firing. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, all good series. And uh, I, I don't even know. I was, like, thinking, should I come on the show with a pick for the Cup? And I, I don't even know if I have one. I just think there's there's so much parity in the game right now. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, Boston's the obvious pick, but um, they're going to run into some challenges for sure. Yeah, it's going to be – It's going to be a, uh, this could be one of the better playoffs in uh, we've seen in quite some time. Now, I know some of these first rounds series, and Alex will allude to that tomorrow on the show, uh, might be early quickly. Uh, so maybe this first round in particular won't be quite as good in some respects uh, as we've seen in the past. But, uh, no, I mean, there's a couple of these series, at least in the first Toronto, Tampa, Jersey Rangers, Ed, L.A. Edmonton for the second year in a row could be really, really excellent series. Uh, and, again, Alex and I will give up our thoughts on the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs in depth tomorrow. Uh, on our Saturday Stanley Cup playoffs uh, preview show. Nate, we know you got to run, so we'll get to your best bet right now. It could be anything. It could be one of the games tonight. It could be a, a series bet in the upcoming first round. Whatever you want to go with for best bet, now's your chance. Yeah, we'll keep it, uh, I guess, close for tonight. I'm still kind of analyzing the series a little bit, and I'll probably make a play in the next day or two. But um, I think uh, for tonight, I'm going to take Buffalo. Um Let's just go in regulation, minus 130. Like I said, I think uh, Columbus has obviously nothing to play for. Really thin lineup. I think even when they put all their guys in the ice, there, there's certainly some holes in that lineup. Um, so I, I'm going to take Buffalo. I think that momentum that they have, a young team that's building going into next year, they're going to get that win. I think like we talked about, Casey Middlestead has a great night, and, and I'm going to take Buffalo to cap their season on a high note and Columbus to um, you know kind of mail this one in, um, which you know maybe they had a, a few extra pops last night they're kind of getting together for the last time as, as a team over the next couple of days. And so um, I think Buffalo wins handily and I'll, I'll just take the regulation. There's not too much juice on it. I think minus minus one twenty one twenty five if you shop around. All right, there you go. Buffalo Sabres uh, in regulation against Columbus for Nate Rapensky with his uh, best bet. Uh, Nate, we'll let you run. Uh, thanks for joining us. And of course, uh, Nate will be on with us a bunch of times throughout the, uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs uh, uh, every Friday, if possible. And if he, I also said if he's available on another day during the week, he's welcome to join us anytime. Nate, good to have you with us. Uh, have a good great weekend. Nate. Cheers, guys. We'll see you soon. I'll, I'll see you next week. Yeah, all right, good okay. stuff. There he is, Nate Rapinski uh, with us. Uh, all right, we will wrap up the show in a moment with our best bets uh, from me, from Alex, and from Jimmy in just a moment. First, though, a reminder, check out patreon.com slash guys. just $10 a month, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily Ice Guys show betting card, bonus content, and more. Check it out and sign up, patreon.com slash guys. just $10 a month. Sign up for the Playoff Bracket Challenge. Yes. Uh, the link to the uh, Playoff Bracket Challenge, our own Ice Guys Playoff Bracket Challenge, is in the YouTube video description. You just click that link. You use uh, the uh, password associated with it, draw season 23. That's D-R-A-W-S-Z-N-2-3. Use that as the password, and you can uh, sign up and be part of our great bracket challenge. Uh, we've already got 26 uh, sign-ups uh, last check, so uh, that's very good to see. Keep that number rising. Uh, we'll be filling out our brackets, having some fun uh, with that. And the BetCast, our first one for the Stanley Cup playoffs, will be next Tuesday. We're looking forward to it, April the 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we do know what four series will be taking place that night, game ones. Devils-Rangers, Leafs-Lightning, 
Uh, Dallas or Minnesota versus Colorado uh, will be that night as well. And Vegas-Winnipeg. So those are going to be the uh, four games on Tuesday night on our first Ice Guys Stanley Cup playoffs live betcast. So make sure you join us Tuesday night. As always, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a link to join us on the betcast on Tuesday night. Last but certainly not least, check out the Ice Guys store. We just talked about the weather. It's getting hot everywhere right now. Grab a T-shirt. Grab a cap. We also got hoodies. We got mugs. We got everything. And you get free shipping all this weekend, too. So the next three days, free shipping, uh, free standard shipping on any order you make at iceguys.myspreadshot.com. All right. Great stuff. We'll hear from Gramco and Manscaped, and then we'll get to best bets right after that. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and ready to wrap things up with uh, best bets. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, best bet, it doesn't actually have to be tonight's games. It can be anything, uh, but uh, if I'm, we might save the playoff stuff for uh, tomorrow. But anything you want, best bet. 
I mean, well, I mean, should I give it out? Because I've already been saying this for like literally four weeks, and I'm going to say it about three more times tomorrow. Go ahead and grab the the Boston Bruins in a sweep. So Bruins to win series four nothing plus five hundred is the price that I was able to grab. Uh, shop around for that. Might see that number come down. I think a lot of people might tail uh, this being a quick series. So grab it as soon as you can. Bruins to sweep the Florida Panthers in the first round plus five hundred. That is my best bet. All right, sweep, sweep hard, real hard. The curling uh, <laughs> lingo right there. Uh, Boston Bruins uh, sweep over the uh, Florida Panthers for Alex B. Smith, best bet. Jimmy, best bet. Yeah, look, guys, I'm going to do kind of a, a bigger future one here. Uh, give me the Edmonton Oilers uh, to make it to the Stanley Cup final, and then I'll take the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup. I think it's going to be an Oilers-Bruins Cup, little uh, – Rematch from the days when I was growing up as a Bruins fan, seeing those uh, uh, Gretzky. Nineteen ninety, Peter Klima. And then, yeah, you ha- uh, you had to go there, didn't you? Yeah. You had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> you know, city. Yeah. Red Sox city. fans. Uh, you know, we always said this. Uh, Red Sox fans had Bucky fucking Dent, and the Bruins have Peter fucking Klima. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> of all people, getting the uh, cup-winning goal in that ninety uh, Stanley Cup uh, final series at the old and- Boston Garden. Course, yeah. And you remember too that you know a little if you weren't really a big historian on this, but yeah, they rested him the whole game. He had two shifts the whole freaking game before overtime. Yeah, before he jumped over for that shift <laughs> when he scored the winner. And it was yeah. like it was almost like who's the coach then? Was it um uh, uh, who the hell was the Oilers for coach? The Oilers, then? oh boy. 1990. I can picture him, I can't think of his name though. Muckler. John Muckler. John yeah, Muckler, right. yeah. Of yep. course, yeah. Yep. So it was almost as if Muckler had this uh, premonition that he was going to need him late in that game, and yep. he just kept him fresh, and it was it was perfect because by that time, both teams are gassed. Yeah, and that was a uh, five-game series uh, victory, by the way, for the right. Edmonton Oilers. Mike Milbury, coaching the yep. Bruins at that time, yeah. Mil- yep. yeah. Yeah, right. It was a five-game sweep because of the lights going out and the whole thing with the game four, right? Yeah. Well, that was 88, Alex. Oh, they, oh, okay. That's yeah. okay. That's so what I was. Yeah. They they moved it. They they basically the Bruins got screwed. The Bruins lost a home game because of yeah. the lights going out there. And yeah, they moved it to Edmonton. So game four actually took place in game. They started in game, kept it where the time was and where the score was, and they played the rest of the game in Edmonton, which I thought was kind of BS. I mean, you, you, like, yeah, that wouldn't happen the, now. If you remember too, at the time of the lights going out in that game, the Bruins were tied two two. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit games. of a yeah, a bit of a bad break there for Boston that they had to go through that kind of. I, I still am convinced scenario. that ninety Bruins team, if they beat the Oilers in Game One there, and Kleeman doesn't score that goal, I, I think they win that series. I think that that game decided that series. Yeah, they would have come back. That would have been a a huge win for the uh, Bruins because if they win that game, all of a sudden it's three two, you know, and they're right back in the uh, series going to Game Six, but. Uh, uh, it ended up uh, not yeah. being the case, unfortunately. And uh, that close for Mike Milbury, who got raked over the coals for his coaching and GM track <laughs> record, but he did come close that year. And say what you yeah. will about his transgressions and his actions and things he's done off the ice and said off the ice and all that. I actually I listened to his Ben Chicklets interview uh, a few weeks ago. He had uh-huh. some unbelievable stories about the Bruins and Don Cherry yeah. from the 70s. Unbelievable stories. You got to give him that. I, I always thought he was a good coach. He's just a horrible GM. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, he had success there with the Bruins, with the GM, and then, but plus he was, he, he couldn't do his job properly with the Islanders because fucking uh, Charles Wong got his fingerprints all over the place uh, when he was there. You know, he was kind of like a Jerry Jones creature, 
uh, with the Islanders. Yeah. Like he was, you had to basically get the approval of Charles Wong before you did anything. Uh, if yeah. you're Mike Milbury there during those uh, Islanders days. So that, that, that was a problem right there. Mingling ownership. That's never a good thing. Leave it uh, to me guys to bring you yeah. down a Mike Milbury rabbit hole. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, gee, uh, owners poking their business into the hockey side of things. And that's yeah. the funny thing. Milbury said on that interview too, with biz and wit talking about uh, Wong didn't know shit about hockey. All right. Oh, and yet he still had to make all the, uh, had to go through it. To him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He had to go through Wong with every decision he made about hockey personnel and trades and signings and all this stuff. Yeah, trades at Anochar. Yeah, yeah. Trade Roberto Luongo. Yeah, great. Bad, bad run. Bad run there, absolutely, with the uh, New York. And and to think that wasn't the worst ownership group of the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. There's actually something worse, and I think I know what Alex is thinking. Oh, not even the Hawks. I'm thinking about Tampa Bay with, you know, being involved with the Yakuza. Yeah, like that's by oh far the craziest. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was bad. Yeah. Oh my god. god the that's NHL bad. is such a checkered path, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. There's no doubt. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's just uh, that's some scary ass ownership groups. Yeah. Some of those teams definitely yeah. in the uh, 1990s. All right. Uh, oh yeah, my best bet. I was just about to stop the show without giving my best bet. I'm gonna go with in this. I'm gonna go with you know what that. Um, Let's go with that first period, both teams to score for uh, Buffalo and Columbus. Plus 135, first period, both teams to score. Sabres jackets uh, for my uh, best bet. Uh, great stuff, Jimmy. It's good to uh, hear from you. I yeah, mean, I hope, you're joined, I hope you're going to join us every Friday uh, sure. as much as you can during the uh, Stanley yep. Cup playoffs. Keep your Friday plane. spots going. As long as you're, yeah, as long as it's not a conflict with the Bruins and their playoff game days, uh, we'll get yep. you on every Friday. And here's a quote that uh, I just love uh, saying that here, or here with the uh, – uh, Freddie Spedman here from Sweden. Nice yeah. show, guys. The best guys is the ice guys. Very nice. Very kind. Yeah, we appreciate Freddie. it. Thanks, Freddie. From Sweden. And guess what, Freddie? Your countryman, Eddie Lack, is with us tomorrow on the uh, NHL Stanley Cup Playoff Preview Show with us. So uh, we're looking forward to that for sure. And make sure you join us tomorrow, noon Eastern. Yes. It's a huge All to you. Yes, absolutely. Not that we appreciate that, Jimmy, uh, as well. But yeah, noon Eastern tomorrow. Uh, Ice Guys Stanley Cup Playoff Preview Show will hit all eight series. We'll know all eight first round matchups by tomorrow. Uh, everything, you know, we'll talk series winners, number of games over under, handicaps, uh, series props. Who's going to be the top goal scorer in the series? You can bet that too. Uh, and I'll have some opinions on that as well tomorrow. So we're going to get into everything with the eight series. It'll be like an hour and a half, two hour show tomorrow, but it'll be worth it. I was just going to say, yeah, pack a lunch, maybe pack a bowl and uh, yeah. bring a notebook for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it'll be good. And it'll make up for the fact we're not on Sunday, which I also want to point and out. We speaking won't have of guys, and a nice, a nice uh, another plug here for our friends at Gramco. Just got a wonderful package from them oh, nice. uh, in the mail today. And then I'm enjoying that on a nice, hot, summer-like day here in Boston. Fantastic. Good to hear. This is when it goes well when the weather's like this. 90 <laughs> degrees out question. here in Boston today. Yep. Guys. Ooh, and in in yep. four hours, it's going to be 48. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cool down's yeah. coming here too. Like it's yeah. going to be yeah. back down to like uh, 60s tomorrow here uh, after yeah. uh, 86, been, 87 here today. Yeah. As I say, we've been the 80 plus for three days in a row. And then I think yeah. we're getting a little bit of rain and snow on Sunday. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Exactly. In Minnesota, you can't escape the uh, April schizophrenia oh, when it comes never. to the uh, weather as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 April uh, schizophrenia for sure. I want to point this out because I think it's cool. I think I love what they're doing. 
And yes, there's no NHL hockey. There actually is junior hockey. So there is going to be some hockey to watch, but there's also some other hockey to watch tomorrow. Uh, Spit and Chicklets is putting on that FDNY NYPD hockey game tomorrow. It's yes. an annual event for charity. It's a, it's not your hockey for the faint of heart. These guys want to win. They want to beat the other guys badly. Police department wants to beat the fire department and vice versa. NYPD versus FDNY. UBS Arena, home of the Islanders tomorrow. I think 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock Eastern time is when the game starts. And it's it's on the Barstool TV uh, network. So it's just li like their live streaming platform. And it's going to be like Biz and Wit and Rear Ad, all those guys. They're going to be like broadcasting the game, uh, showing it to you start to finish. So I'm actually into that. I'm going to watch that because all I've heard all these years is it's the 49th year. Now they've done this annual FDNY versus NYPD charity game. It's intense. They say this, yeah. these guys play like yeah. a Stanley Cup. They want to yeah. win it. Guys, I know a friend of mine, uh, Todd Carroll's the name. He actually played in a couple of those. And he, he said it's just, it's a war. I mean, like, it's insane. And then I don't know if you guys remember the show Rescue Me with Dennis mm -hmm. Leary. Um, and that was kind of a, a side story in that show was the, the hockey game they would have with the police, the firemen and the police. And uh, my buddy Todd actually was in that. He was an extra in that, a player in that. But it's a, it's a huge thing in New York. Like, it's yeah. it's an event. Yeah. I mean, and there'll be a lot. There's a ton of, like, parties that go on around it. And I know there's this Irish group, uh, this great Irish punk group called the Narrowbacks. They're doing a couple shows around it. So it's a big, big event down there. Yeah. I was going to say, I, you know, in, in most major cities, there's always police and fire with different battles. In, in Chicago, it was always a big baseball game that would take place at Comiskey. But yeah. I know as far as of all the different cities and all the different sports, yeah, New York fire and New York police in hockey is I, huge. I mean, there was a couple of actual like bench clearing yeah. brawls. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, you can look it up. Like, down at the Chelsea rinks, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And I, I, you're right. They actually, my buddy was telling me after one game that they had, they, everybody's out there. They had the whole like, you know, patio overlooking the harbor there. And everything's going nice. And all of a sudden – some guy just clocked a fireman, a cop clocked a fireman. Next thing you knew, he said, shit was flying, bottles flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cleaned it, it up and they were buying each other drinks. <laughs> right, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just have some beers yep. after the fact, after all the chaos, yeah. and just uh, move on. And they, they, they respect each other at the end of the day. Yeah. Right, of course, yeah. They do. But they say there's no friends on the ice. It is just right. play for keeps. <laughs> Uh, and they already said in the interview, because they've been interviewed on multiple shows leading up to promote and hype this thing. They already said, oh, there's going to be multiple fights. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. There will yeah. be. There will be. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a hell. And now that they're going to be televised, you know, via oh, yeah. uh, on, on online show. streaming via Barstool with the Chicklets crew. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely going to, I think, amp it up even more. Uh, this uh, rivalry made for television, uh, so to speak. But, yeah, I'll, I'm going to tune into that. What a great timing it was too because there's no nhl playoffs this weekend so they kind of get yeah, a little extra spotlight for it this uh tomorrow yeah. as well since yeah. the playoffs don't start till monday so that'll be fun to watch uh hopefully the playoff preview show will be fun to watch tomorrow and we hope you join us for that uh, we appreciate it a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, for our Friday guests, Jimmy Murphy and Nate Rapensky, we thank them for joining us. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And join us tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, and it's our big Stanley Cup playoff 
preview show bonanza right here uh, on the ice guys presented by national hockey now